Hello, little creeps and freaks. Creepies and freakies. Welcome back to the In the Nick of Crime podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Courtney. We remember to say our names. And we are weekly true crime podcast. We cover the true crime and the spook spook. With a little bit of comedy. Never hurts. Never hurts. Definitely helps a yep. little bit. We like to bring levity when we can. Absolutely. Because, you know, keeps your sanity. And we all know that's necessary. <laughs> exactly. In a world where sanity's not a thing. Yes. Exactly. Especially right now. Oof. Yeah. So off the top, what do we have to talk about? We have a lore episode coming out. Yes. Well, it will have already come out by the time this airs, actually. Oh, yeah. So then technically have a pet... Patreon? Wow. Patreon. Patreon! We have another Patreon bonus episode. We have a Patreon. Yes. So when this episode comes out, the Patreon bonus episode will come out the Thursday after that. So if you want to hear that bonus episode, you know how you can hear it? To become a patron. Yes. Patreon.com slash in the nick of crime. Absolutely. Thank you for throwing that in there. Yep. I was just going to say, later on, if we can get a lot more Patreons, we want to try to do, like, other cool stuff than yeah. just bonus episodes. Yeah. So, yep. hop on board so we can expand our horizons. Yeah. And we can, you know, all converse in there. You can talk amongst each other. We can make it a way to connect all together. We're down for whatever. Absolutely. Honestly, we just need the interaction in there. Always. We have a couple patrons, but we do. you know, we talk to them other ways all the time anyway. So yeah, engage with it. Absolutely. If you'd like to become one. Alrighty. Aside from that, we're just trucking along with yeah. listens. We're up to I think thirteen hundred listens now. Woohoo. And Killing it. our Instagram is getting some more friends. Oh, I'm loving the Instagram. I'm getting yeah. pinged every five seconds. But yeah. we did say that at some point we're probably going to have to turn it off because yeah. we're getting pinged so much. I know. It's kind of crazy because we're, I think, like almost at 300 followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But it, we get a lot of interaction on it. And yeah. From like a I, lot of people, mostly podcasts, but yeah. still a lot of people, which is kind of fun. Yeah. I, like I will say the podcast community on Instagram is awesome. Oh, it's Super amazing. Super supportive and yeah, I really enjoy it. There's a, a couple lot. that really love us that are so sweet, and I absolutely love it. Yes, yes. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been a good time. Yeah, with that too. So yeah, we're just chugging along. We don't really have anything else to cover off the mm-hmm. top top. So we will get into our weekly update. So this is actually something that Courtney would like me to talk about, Thank and you. I obliged. I want to. Make sure that it was appropriate and that, yeah, we just want to start off strong with this, I will Justice say. Justice in a voice, man. Mm-hmm. Justice mm-hmm. in a voice. Yep. So, Courtney did experience a death in her family. Um, so, today, Courtney's family did get word that her, that her great niece, Ace, passed away. Um, it was unfortunately due to an accidental fentanyl overdose is really the only way you can parse it. Yeah. Um, she was four, which is even more heartbreaking. I, the fact that a four-year-old even has a way of obtaining exactly fentanyl. Is even exposed to that. Yeah. At all. So, Courtney's already said that, you know, once... Things have kind of 
wrapped up, I guess you could say she absolutely wants to cover this and make it a story to cover because we want to make sure that Ace's voice is heard. And this is obviously, we all know that the opioid epidemic, fentanyl is becoming increasingly common. So bad. And it is running rampant through our country. And... This Especially is, here in in Colorado, yeah, like where we're at, and it's kind of snuck up, not out of nowhere, yeah. So it's important, and it needs to be told. And obviously, this was a very traumatic thing for your family. Yeah, it's been a rough day. Absolutely, understandably, and I literally don't know how you're even sitting here right now, <laughs> but. I, I totally get it. It's just... You know, lots of, like I said, lots of therapy. Yeah. Lots of family support. Right. Um, you know, just lots of good information from the mm-hmm. police department and the FBI. And yep. there's just like, in yeah, sadly, it's an FBI case, which right. is even harder. But um, like I said, we haven't been told that we can't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I specifically asked because I have a podcast. Yep. But... Um, I really just wanted you to talk about it because I want Ace to be heard. And Mm -hmm. like I said, eventually someday when everything's said and done and I have the full amount of um, information, I I will bring Ace's story to you guys. Yep. But we have little bits and pieces that we can talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. So this little girl is already making a big impact. And we aren't going to go into details otherwise, but she had important work to do. I mean, the fact that the police department's even told us that she's a hero says mm-hmm. a lot. <clears throat> Absolutely. Me, I'm a little choked up. No, you're good. So, it's a current, you know, it is a current thing. Mm-hmm. And, again, unfortunately, it comes back to Colorado. But... Colorado's fuckery, man. Right. Exactly. And, you know, Courtney and I were talking this morning, and she even said, it's one of those things that you never think it's going to happen to you or your family. Mm-mm. And unfortunately, it does. And drug addiction doesn't discriminate. No, it doesn't. And I mean, we all know my stance on it anyway. I don't Mm -hmm. really have a lot of problems with marijuana. It doesn't really bother me. We were in a state that was the first one to legalize it. But coming from all this, I feel like if you're going to let a drug like fentanyl run your life to the fact that your four-year-old uh, passes away because of an OD, mm-hmm. it's deplorable. Yep. Absolutely. It's very selfish, and it's... We have a problem in our country, and it needs to be awoken, and it needs to be aware, and it mm-hmm. needs to be advocated against because so right. many people are like, it's just fentanyl. It's just fentanyl. Mm-mm. But they're not realizing how deadly this drug is, and it's right. even more deadly right now because they're lacing it with other opioids right. and meth and and you're hearing fentanyl overdoses yeah over and over and over again and it is it's being laced with so many things and addicts are sick absolutely but having it in such close proximity to your children and having it readily available for them to get into is it's tough it's hard. It's yeah. very hard, and it's a, a very awakening situation when it happens to you personally. Right. And, you know, I got that call at 6 a.m. this morning. Yeah. Uh, and we've been dealing with it since probably, like, about two hours ago, I think, is yeah. when I 
finally messaged you and was like, okay, like we're kind of at a stopping point. They did officially designate Ace Lynn. That's her full name, but we oh, call her Ace. That's such a pretty name. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Um, we did finally get the official notice of her autopsy being completed. They just haven't come out with an actual cause of death, but okay. the police department did tell us that they put homicide on her yeah. death certificate. So it'll come out as homicide. Let's turn on my AC too. Damn. <laughs> Hold on. It's okay. And Courtney was saying that the state is going to pay for her funeral. Yeah. Something that I learned that if there is a homicide in the state of Colorado, they will pay for the funeral services. Mm-hmm. So They work with uh, victim advocates, and then the That's state amazing. all come together and basically pay for her funeral costs, or anyone who is stated as homicide. Yeah. Which I think is beautiful. Like That's I said, amazing. I didn't know that either. And yeah. Um, when we found that out, like, everyone's just, like, you just saw a huge weight come exactly. off of our shoulders. Of Well, because that's something you never think that you're going to need to plan no. for a four-year-old, especially. Oh, God, no. And, I mean, we all know death is inevitable, but Absolutely. obviously this was... This could have been... Prevented. Prevented. Absolutely. Absolutely. If we didn't have selfish adults in this world. Right. Right. So, Yeah. So props to Colorado for yeah stepping up in some good ways. I appreciate it. We all Absolutely. appreciate it coming from our family. But... Yep, that's very wonderful. <clears throat> and she'll get a beautiful service yeah. that she deserves. We're excited. And for, well, not excited obviously for the funeral, but excited to celebrate her. Yeah, and her life. It's just, exactly because you can't change the tragic way that she passed, but you can celebrate her. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we're doing, which I love. Um, my niece w- was growing a garden and she mm-hmm. had like all of these crazy things that she's worked really hard on. And I guess like literally a couple of days ago, Ace was over there and picked the very first strawberry <laughs> that <laughs> came out. Mine. She was like, this is mine. And it was just like a tiny little baby one. Aww. It wasn't even that big. <laughs> and it was just her go- size. It was her size. Aww. And we just cracked up at it. So because of that, like... Um, my other niece is, she has a cricket, so she's mm-hmm. going to make us all vinyl stickers for our cars Aww. in remembrance of Ace, and it's going to have little strawberries so on sweet. it. sweet. If she needs any help, I have a cricket, too. Yeah, I will let her know. Set. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate That's you. That's so Thank sweet. You. I love that. Thank you. That will be such a cute, sweet remembrance We're going to have her with us always. Yeah. She's always here in our chest. Exactly. But, you know, exactly. it's... It'll, it'll be nice to walk out to my car yeah. every day and be like, hey, yep. AC. Mm-hmm. Um, a reminder. I have to tell you the story. I mean, I already told you, but I have to tell our yes. listeners this story. <laughs> so I am obsessed with a band called Catastro, and I actually got to see them live <clears throat> at Red Rocks, and they finally like hit the big scene, mm-hmm. and this was back in April. And then... So unfortunately, 12 days later, their lead singer was actually involved in a car accident and he passed away. And I mind you, I've been a fan of this group since 2008. Like, mm-hmm. this is a hot minute, y'all. Yeah. And um, he sadly passed away. There's a whole investigation behind it. Tesla's actually being investigated for it. It's Yikes. like a crazy thing. Yeah. But um, as I was leaving the police station today, and I might get choked up, so You're good, just work girl. with me here, guys. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was leaving the police station today and their song Bad News came on my uh, playlist and it's so crazy because the playlist that I was in doesn't have that song in it. Right. So like I, it must have like come off the playlist and went to radio. Yeah. 
and I was listening to it and I looked up at the sky and I said, Andy, take care of my baby. Take mm-hmm. care of AC Forest, right? And then a little bit later, I'm at home oh, joke. I'm at Old Chicago's and like I said, Katastra is not a famous band yeah. just yet. Like they were working their way up. Yeah, like I've heard of them, but I haven't heard yeah. them like on the radio on the mainstream. Yeah, stuff. they're not super popular. Yeah. So I all of a sudden in Old Chicago's bad news comes on over the radio system and I just like bursted into yeah. tears. My whole family's looking at me like, what's what's wrong? We weren't even talking about anything. Right. What's going on? And right. I literally looked up and I said, thank you, Andy. That's a sign. You've got my baby girl. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Like how yeah. the universe just like. Yeah, seriously. Takes you running. Yep, exactly. But it's nice to know that she's up there with him and mm-hmm. he's got her taken yep. care of. She absolutely is. She is. I don't know. I don't want this to be hard on you, but she's in better, in a much better place now than she was in her home. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's and it's not no fair doubt. that no. she was taken from you all, but she's taken care of now. Absolutely. And she is <clears throat> making a difference. She is. And she will be a light. She is a little hero, guys. Yep. I can't talk about yep. it now, but mm-hmm. I will eventually be able to. But she is a little hero, y'all. Yep. Absolutely. absolutely so it's just like I said I'm very impressed that you are able to already be coming to terms and knowing because that's the hardest part of people with grief is thinking about all the ways that things could have been different but you realize that you can't change it and finding the silver linings will help Hope your heart heal as much as it yeah. can, you know? I think with death, you always have the what ifs, the exactly. I should haves. But yep. I think even more when you have a situation like Ace where, you know, you look back and you're like, okay, but what if I had done this, this, and this different? Mm-hmm. Would she have been saved? Right. Yeah. And it, I think it's a little harder because we have that why question that everybody has, but it's even harsher of a why when it's, a homicide and mm-hmm. you know you're never gonna get that answer right never i know and unfortunately the one person whose job it was to take care of her is who let her down failed yeah epically yeah and you all did what you could with having her i mean it'd be one thing if she was in someone else's custody but she wasn't and yeah. you know you all loved her and oh we she all knew she loved was her loved. so much yeah she was a little spitfire. You want to talk about sassafras? <laughs> this girl could As take any on... proper four-year-old oh, She could take on ten grown-ass adults and... I love it. ...run them through the washer. Like, she was so funny. <laughs> in fact, at this point, I think her favorite word was still no. That was, like, her thing. Uh, no. <laughs> or she'd be like, no. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so cute, yeah. She's my little angel and... Her light is still gonna shine. Always. Yep. It'll never stop. Nope, ever, never. Well, thank you for letting me share that. Thanks for bringing it to the forefront. Of course, yeah, it'll, yeah, and we'll update whenever if you Absolutely. want me to update, if you want to update, whatever you know, just to yeah. keep the story out there. And obviously, I will be following this very close oh, yes. because I me am as well so closely involved in it, and yeah. I talk to you every day. Yep. So, yep, no worries, and. Uh, 
you know, I'm not perfect by any means, guys. Like, I'm not sitting here, like, completely fine and okay with this situation. I've just come to terms with the fact that she's gone. Yeah. I can't bring her back. Yeah. None of us can bring her back. The situation is so devastating for everyone. Um, but this is why we have this podcast, is yep. to bring a voice to yep. victims. Yep. Stop it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was doing so good until then, but I know I I've been to like bring a voice to back tears. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and like I said, the hardest thing I think is that we talk about this all the time. And like I said, you know, we talk true crime like it's going out of style, yeah. and you never think it's gonna happen to yeah. you or anybody you know or anybody you love and care about. And the fact that I had to make that phone call to you this morning yeah. to be like, "Can you cover me at work? Yep. I have a problem." Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was hard. Yeah. So, but and, thank you for listening and for being there for me and just yeah. telling her story for me. I appreciate it. We need it. to. We yeah. need to. It's that's what a we're here problem, for. You know, this it is honestly like if there's anything I can tell people out of this whole story is you know thank you for your thoughts, your prayers, your love, whatever you mm-hmm. send. But this war on fentanyl, this war on drugs, it it has Opioids. something has to change. Something yeah. has to change. Yes. Innocent people are dying. Literally the most innocent. The most innocent. And I'm not talking about the people who choose to do the drug. I'm talking about the people affected who are around those people who choose to do the drug. But it's so fucking accessible. Oh, it's especially, especially fentanyl right now. Fentanyl is ridiculously accessible. Well, and then opioids. Opioids, yeah. Prescribe that shit. Wow. Yeah. I think a lot of things have been put in place for prescriptions of it. I know, like, Walgreens and stuff, when I had Mm -hmm. to get it for my uh, surgery, Walgreens is very adamant about you've had one refill. Yeah, they won't let you. Or, like, not just Walgreens, but any, like, pharmacy. They're they're very good at restricting that for the most part now. Um, So the problem is people get hooked on it and then they find dealers. Yep. And that's the that's the shitty part is you yeah. have the dealers that are doing it. So. And then the dealers are lacing fentanyl into opioids, into marijuana even. We were talking about that. And <sighs> it's a dangerous world. Just be safe, guys. Just yeah. be safe. Be smart. Look out for each other. Look out for each other. Look out for your babies. Yes. And like I said on my posts on social media, hug your babies tight. Like, mm-hmm. life is just too short. It is. So... And obviously, like, you're, by your babies, we mean all your babies, your Absolutely. nieces, your nephews, your cousins. Absolutely. You know? Your daughters, your sons, your our little great ones. aunt three times removed. Yeah. I don't care. Love them. Our little ones in the world right now need so much love and so much care. Like, they're in such... <laughs> they're in a world that so scares me. Yeah. And it's not fair. And no. it's just adults fucking up their lives. Yep. It's By not choice. fair. And By they should choice. not have to live in fear no. of their home life, in fear of going to school, in fear of accidental fucking overdoses. Like, yeah. mm. it's a, it's not a good world, and we all know no. this, and, you know, I hear people talk about it, but, y'all, we got to stand up. We got we to gotta give a voice. Make it's, a fucking difference. You have to. Yeah. I wanted her to be heard. Yeah. And I didn't care if it was she the doesn't day. have that option anymore. She doesn't. And she honestly didn't from no. the start. She was too little. 
Yeah. And she should never have had to advocate for herself in that manner. No. And guys, I will tell you this too, just like a thing. People who do drugs, you don't always know they're doing them. Yes. They're very good at hiding it. Yep. They're very good at acting normal and not showing signs and symptoms. So, mm-hmm. you know, just watch closely. If you see any little thing that's off that makes you question anything, look into it. Yep. I mean, I think that's what especially, we beat ourselves up the most over. Yes. Especially if there are vulnerable parties involved. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. If you're worried about stepping on toes, it doesn't fucking no, matter. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Not it's, at all. If it is someone you love, it doesn't matter. They no. may get mad at you at the time, but... They'll forgive you at a later date. Yep. Especially if you save not only their life, but the lives of people around exactly. them. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah. Oy. I just, yeah. Like I said this morning, I literally just don't even know what to say. There's there's really not a lot you can there's say not. at this point. But it's I like mean, you are thinking so many mm-hmm. things, but you can't form them into words. Mm-mm. It's all the emotions that yeah. sit in your chest and your shoulders and yeah. your body. Like, it's just, it's there. And yeah. you don't know what to do with it. Yep. Like, I'm still processing, working yeah. through it, compartmentalizing. You're going to be. It's yeah. going to be a roller coaster, man. It's really hard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, there's the five stages of grief. You go yep. through one to the other, but then you don't go one to five. You go like one to three to yep. two to one to five to four. Yep. Like it's you're constantly moving. And Maybe back to one again. You know. Yeah, mean? and yeah. I mean, with everything still up in the air, and we don't know about the trial or anything like that. Like it's just, I'm gonna go through emotions for probably yep. well over two or three years at oh, this yeah. point. Yeah, until it is resolved. Yep, until we have that final verdict, where yep. just. Here, being emotional human creatures. But you will have that sweet little baby. Oh. Right there with you. My little angel. Yep. All right. All right. Well, Well, now that that we've had that emotional start. Yes. (laughs) I'm like already like, oh boy. (laughs) You got a lot of cutting out to do though too. I think we rambled a little bit and that's fine. That's fine. Nope. I'm only cutting. I am literally only cutting out tangents of that. That is it. That's fine. Yeah. Uh I'm not cutting out anything else. It is all staying in. Um, but what do you have for us this week? Oh, I get to do my case. So fun fact <laughs> about this case, y'all. Your girl over here gets her, uh, <laughs> cases mixed up. I literally had to make a calendar. Because <laughs> Courtney's like, what are we doing today? And I asked her, I was like, do you have your bonus episode due? She's like, I thought it was lore. I was like, no, we recorded lore last week. <laughs> My dorkiness. It's right okay. Here. It's fine. I like. We just to need research. tools for bememembering. Bememembering. Yep, we got I it. Love now. it. <laughs> okay, so this case, I was working on it because I thought it was a Patreon bonus episode, and <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. And I literally messaged her, and I was like, "Oh my god, I think this is like an actual normal case. Like it's a lot longer than a Patreon." <laughs> the episode. fact that I thought that you thought it was the lore case. Because that's what we were doing, and then that you thought it was just going to be lore one of us at a time, even though we had decided to do a joint, but it was actually, you thought it was the Patreon bonus episode. It was, <laughs> so it was like It was a cluster like a literal clusterfuck on this one. Um, but it actually I worked it. out perfect, because this case is crazy, dude. Um, it's another one of those older cases, but has like recent updates. Yeah. Oh, those are my favorite, yeah. man. Yeah. And I was, I originally saw this on. See No Evil. 
No, I'm just kidding. That's I one. thought <laughs> that's it was mine. on Paula's on, but it's not. My other case is on Paula's on. I saw this on Oxygen. I saw this case on Snapped? Oxygen. No, or... it's not snapped. Okay. okay. Um, I'm interested to see if you know of it. Um, it's actually called. The case is called Precious Jane Doe. Yes, I know I've heard of it. Again, I feel like I say this every single time <laughs> you present a case. Like it'll start ringing off bells. The little dude in my filing cabinet in my brain is looking. So yes, it's there somewhere. Yeah. He's just gotta pull the file out. Pull it out. Girlfriend. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to take us back to August 14th of 1990 or 1977. Okay. Okay. So we're in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a body of a young woman that's actually located in Blackberry Fields in Everett, Washington. Okay. Um, the young woman was found with seven bullet wounds in the back of her head, her oh. face, and she was face down with her head in the blackberry bushes, but her feet were outside and like actually tucked touching a like trail oh she was that close to people my gosh crazy right yeah um so investigators used evidence at the scene to try to piece together what they thought had happened Mm -hmm. you know it looked like the there were drag marks in the dirt off the trail showing that she'd been pulled into this blackberry bush and then she was shot in the bush they know for a fact her clothes were still on her, so there was no evidence of rape, no yeah. sexual assault, nothing like that. So okay. that was nice to right. know. Right, Because we all know those are rough ones. Yeah, and that is so often the case. Yep. Um, her body had been decomposing so quickly and so badly due to the weather and the environment mm. that they couldn't even identify her. Oh my gosh. And it got even worse when they moved her because when they flipped her over, they realized her entire face was gone. <gasps> Jin no face. Oh my god! So they couldn't even like piece together what she looked like. Yeah. They had no idea who she was. They didn't know her identity. Her purse was the only object missing, which led them to call her Jane Doe. Obviously, right. that's yeah. what we do. Yeah. You know, um, they had the autopsy done, and it showed that she had been shot in the back of the head seven times, and then it showed that whoever killed her really wanted her dead. Yeah, that's like, overkill. Overkill. Usually one in the head will do it mm, usually i mean my gosh sometimes, sometimes maybe two yeah but, oh oof, rough um the coroner actually provided the cops with a bunch of projectiles in her body which most of them were bullets okay so they the projectiles were five out of the seven bullets that she had been shot with and they actually never recovered the extra two they don't know where they're at. They don't. They didn't have them on the crime mm-hmm. scene. They couldn't find them on her body. I'm going through the filing cabinet in my head. This is ringing bells. It probably is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy. That's when I go and I look off like that. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, like you see the little dude. Little, yeah. What was his name? Uh, Clinton. <laughs> That's what you call him. Yeah. I'm gonna keep calling him that. His name's Clinton. He's from the office. <laughs> the office my of my brain. <laughs> My extreme confusion on that. <laughs> I love it. Bullets. Um, they found that the bullets were actually from a twenty-two rifle. Okay. And the ballistics team concluded that this was definitely the weapon of choice. Okay. They originally yeah. were like kind of guesstimating based sure. off of the shells and stuff, but the ballistic team was like, absolutely. Yep. Um, once was once the autopsy was completed, they actually concluded that she'd only been dead for five days, at least. Wow, and the decomposition was that bad. 
They said that the weather, it was like super, because it's in Washington in right. the middle of summer. So it's okay. pretty humid. Yeah. The sun's pretty close to you. Not as close as Colorado. Over there too. It rains a ton mm-hmm. and the weather's constantly changing. So I'm actually not surprised right. at her level of decomp at this point. Yeah. I think it would have been a lot worse if she had been in water, but thank goodness she was on dry land. Yeah. Um, like I said, due to the elements the body was left in, it was very difficult for the coroner to determine normal features, but they concluded that Jane Doe was approximately 5'10", weighing roughly 155 pounds and possibly between the ages of 25 and 35. Okay. So her description actually got zero hits Mm -hmm. on the missing persons and anything that they were trying to put that identity out for. Right. And it actually caused a really tough uphill battle for these investigators to just find out who Jane Wo- Jane Doe was and even less of who her murderer was. Yeah. Like, at this point, they have nothing to go on. Exactly. Because if they can find who did it, would hopefully right. get them closer to identifying. Make it a little easier, right? Yeah. Um, so the lack of information and evidence actually caused the police to use some very, very, very new forms of crime scene investigating okay which fun fact this is when sketches came in i didn't know that so the 70s is when i would have thought they were a thing way before that i mean people sketched like in courtrooms and stuff for like sherlock holmes wild wild west in the 50s and shit they didn't care i don't think they really did yeah but the 70s it was like a new form for them it was a new form of crime scene investigating the more you know the more you know (laughs) so they had a sketch artist come in and draw a sketch of what they estimated jane doe would look like yeah now granted this is very new this is very new they don't have like her her face they don't have her bones they don't have anything they can't do like a digital composite like they would do later right like we're not bonesing it up in here y'all even well and even at that time if you're thinking about they probably don't even do like the composites of knowing where to put the tissue markers right the muscle markers like they don't know any of that this that's what i'm saying but if her face was gone too like what how could they even do that at all i don't know but they did a really good job it's a very very good sketch uh i don't have it on my phone but i'll post i'll post it on instagram look up precious jane doe they did a good job yep Yep. they did a very good sketch for not having a face to look at it is, this is why I know it was on Paula's on. Was it? Yes. Because I was like, I feel like I am seeing the Paula's on episode in my head. Because the berry bush that you mentioned is what was like jogging my memory first. Mm-hmm. So I've absolutely heard this story. Yeah. It's kind of yes. cool. It has some really cool updates. Yeah. I don't remember any of it. So Yay! you're good. It's going to be like hearing a new one. But I Perfect. know I've heard it. Awesome. My brain does not work very well these days <laughs> carly you and me both <laughs> i have to like hear a story like four times to retain it <laughs> that's fair that's fair i'm really good at like typing and watching at the same time yeah so i i think for this one and my other case i was watching and typing yeah. as i was like going yeah i was doing that with the mixed day one yeah i like that one by the way thanks you're welcome um so the police took that sketch right mm-hmm. and they're canvassing the neighborhoods around there they actually went door to door with that sketch to see if anyone recognized her again zero hits which yeah. is just devastating i don't care Gosh, who you are that's with just the drawing too. right that's so sad and so when this failed they actually decided to do what we do now all the time where they distributed the sketch to like outsource newspapers television yes. stations across the state mm-hmm this never brought in a single call. What the fuck, man? 
I like I can only imagine That's the so frustration sad. level on those uh, investigators and those detectives. Yeah. Just like, you know, someone is missing that. Someone girl. is missing that baby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. So they manually scowl, 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 scowl. How do you manually scowl? You like make your face. Move I have your Botox eyebrows. in my forehead. I can't do that. <laughs> you have to manually <laughs> scowl. <laughs> I have to literally do this. <laughs> yes, I'm 34, and yes, I'm trying to stay like 21. Dude, I've been like getting it on my laugh lines because those are driving me nuts right now. Oh yeah, I've got the puppet yeah. face. Yeah, I do nuts. too. I feel like my dimples do it. Like they drag the corners of my mouth down. I know. I feel like my cheeks are too heavy, so they're like. Yeah. <laughs> Jowls over here. <laughs> Winston's my dog. I don't think I've ever said my dog's name on the show. No. But I say to him, because the older he gets, he looks more like a Bosti. He's a yes, Boston Terrier Chihuahua mix. And he's getting jowls. And I sit here and he smushes his face and go, you floppy jowls. Aww. <laughs> he's probably like, oh, mom. <laughs> okay, I always I love them. tell uh, my dog is Dobby. And then I have Oscar <laughs> as well. Oscar Meyer Wiener, who's paralyzed. But then Dobby, my little house elf. Little daubers. He's a chunk monk, and I love <laughs> telling him that he's a chunky bucky. He's a, I make fun of him all like, chunky monkey, and I'll like shake his little butt. I do that to Winston. I pinch his butt, and I say, oh. ooh, look at those cheeks. He gets all self-conscious. <laughs> You're like, oh, mom. He has butt cheeks. I'm going to show you. Oh, you're going to have to show me out. after yeah. this. That's it's so, so funny. I told my sister that, and one day, he was at her house, and she's like, oh, my God, he does. <laughs> I love it. That's adorable. <laughs> anyway. Lots oh, of today. Back on target. Um, so they are manually search. I'm gonna say searching. They're manually searching the missing person's database. <laughs> I was like, what did we say we go? Manually scouring. Scouring See, is, is the word I was trying fast to say. I forget things. Okay, we're manually scouring the missing person's database. They're looking for any kinds of matches that they can find to Jane Doe to get her name and to get her voice back. Yeah. and that was one of the things they said. So yeah, you know, like that's our thing. Bringing voices. I love hearing detectives be like, I'm bringing a voice back to this victim. Yep. Makes my heart so warm. Um, ow, God, I'm getting old. Can you stop crack in your Dude, joints? Dude, I literally move and I pop and then it <laughs> Two hurts. seconds ago, you're like, ah, that's my ankle. <laughs> and it's like your elbow, your shoulder all together. It's just like, I'm getting old. <laughs> that's why I get Botox on my forehead, okay? Gosh. <laughs> Um, her description actually didn't match a single missing person when they were going through that filing cabinet because it was a filing cabinet at the yeah. time. Um, so the cops brought in the FBI at this point to have her body re-examined and particularly her hands. Okay. And the reason why they wanted to do her hands because they were really hoping that they could pull fingerprints because yeah. at the time they couldn't pull them because of her decomp. Oh, And geez. so they were really hoping that the FBI was able to pull those fingerprints and get that elasticity off yeah. of them. Um, at least partial or something. Right. And so that's why they outsourced them. And lo and behold, FBI comes in clutch. Yes. And they're able to pull a usable fingerprint. Yes. I know. That's Isn't so that awesome? awesome. See, and like back then, that's why I almost wish that they still did fingerprints for driver's licenses. I know people feel like it's invasion of privacy, but I'm like, do they not? Because the last time I got mine four years ago, I had to fingerprint. I've never had to do mine in Colorado. Oh, I did mine four years ago. I got fingerprinted. <laughs> I don't think so. 
<laughs> I've only ever had to be fingerprinted Unless there's for a job. another Courtney It is still there. a thing in some states, but not all of them. Oh, yeah. I got fingerprinted but, with my last yeah, ID. I think they totally should just do it in general. I think it's smart, personally. Yeah. yeah. Especially for, for missing persons. For things like this. Yeah. Exactly. Unless you have something to hide, then don't be a shady bitch. Yeah, don't be a shady bitch, bitches. <laughs> Go back to your place on Horror Island. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love that movie. Um... So, man, I love bringing these to you, apparently, because, sadly, that's another dead end. They get zero God matches. Dang it. That's my thing. Apparently, I bring you dead ends all day, every day. Yeah. Seriously. Right? Yeah, hussy. <laughs> love it. <laughs> um, but the police didn't give up on this case, and I Good. it just makes my heart so warm hearing that, because you hear so many times that people just... Not people, but police give up and turn it into a cold case, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've literally hit every single freaking red piece of tape that they possibly can so far. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? We're still going to try. I mean, God, this girl's identity was gone. It's Literally taken from in every her. aspect. Yeah. So I would hope, hope that they would be fighting tooth and nail. Absolutely. So, they actually ended up contacting a forensic odontologist Ooh, see i was gonna ask but i didn't know if her teeth were still there because so i think they had enough to kind of like put a profile back together they didn't do that sooner then um she was also shot in the back of the head so my guess is is that they were probably sitting on the ground and there's a lot that Mm. goes involved into putting that all back together yeah yeah. So, I'm sure while That's they were true. doing this, they were trying to get that, but they clearly didn't have that ability in their precinct, yeah. and they then outsourced, which I think is great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, the first thing that they found is that she was actually not from that area. Okay, her, that's, I would think so, yeah. Yeah, her teeth had shown a lot more fluoride in them, which suggested she was actually from the Midwest. Like, hello, Colorado. He pulled my file out and went, this is Ding. it. This is what you remember about this case. Yeah. That was literally the, the light bulb that went off in my the head. fluoride I remember in my teeth. Okay. Yes. That's funny. <laughs> it's like the odd, obscure things that I remember. I love it. Sorry. No, I love it. He was very excited. He he pulled the file out in my brain. He Clinton said, yes. was like, excuse me, bitch. Yep. He's like, girl, I got you. Here you go. Um... But you and I, both being from Colorado, know, like, yeah. Florida is a big thing, especially in our water sources here. Yep. Um, and so, I was not shocked at all when they were like, Midwest. And I was like, yeah. hey, I know about that. So, the second thing that they came up with is that she had had extensive dental work done prior to her death. Right. So, she, her two front teeth actually showed that they had been broken in half and then repaired. And this had mm-hmm. been done extremely recently. Right. So, this told the police that she, in their mind at the time anyway, that she had probably been a runaway in that um, she hadn't ran away for very long and that wherever she had come from, she had good dental coverage. Right. Um, so, that kind of clued them in to like, okay, she's probably in about this class of people. Yeah. Like, she probably has parents. Oh, I just hit my mic. Sorry. She probably has parents or like she works a job where she has good. Right insurance or whatever well taken care of yes extremely well taken not like you know a runaway who's been on the streets for a while like they had an idea yeah but sadly this still didn't bring them any closer to finding her identity i know it's just a bummer right um so on august 19th 1977 so that's only a couple days later so she was originally found august 14th 
So August 19, 1977, she was laid to rest in the Cypress Lawn Memorial Cemetery in Everett, Washington. The main detective, Ken Setti, mm -hmm. his name just makes me giggle. I don't know why. <laughs> um, he really struggled with this case. This yeah. was his case. Um, it was his first case where he wasn't able to identify the victim. Right. He wasn't able to give the victim's family and parents information so they could lay the victim to rest. Um, and it just bothered him, which yeah, totally get it. Absolutely. Like, rock on, dude. And um, just as it looked like the case was going to go on to those cold case file shelves that we all know about. And hate. And absolutely hate. Um, the detective got a call from Seattle, which okay. isn't too terribly far no. away. Um, and the detective called and he asked if they were trying to solve a homicide which right. that's the first key that they're like okay this is weird but yeah right. what you um, got for us exactly <laughs> and he was and he was like when the police said that yes they were the seattle detective's next words he said were the most haunting words he's ever heard mm -hmm. and this is a exact quote of what he said he said i'm talking to a person right now and he's giving me information mm. creepy yeah so it's either, like, gives you that, like, stomach drop of, like, either hope, oh, shit, what is it? Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, Oy. I think when I watched it, I was like, huh? Like. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Heaps. Like, I'm ready, but I'm, like, yeah. that shivers. Like, where are we going yeah. with this? Like, that sounds ominous. Ominous. Yeah. So the Seattle detective was talking with a witness, which, by the way, I do not have the witness's name. Mm -hmm. It's been kept off the you know it's like been redacted yeah it's been yeah. redacted that's for a good reason and yep. it's safety you know he's talking about this so that's a safety precaution for them sure. um so the seattle detective was speaking with a witness who seemed to know an awful lot about this unsolved case mm -hmm. convenient convenient so the witness kept giving details that matched the murder in everett and they came forward with details that began with the arrest of his friend by the name of david roth Okay. Remember that name. Okay. Um, and David Roth was arrested for minor offenses. Nothing crazy. Right. So, well, it, I mean, yes and no, not crazy. So, he was actually arrested for driving reckless, which is not a minor offense in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Possession Walker. of marijuana, which in my opinion, minor offense. Yeah. And then brandishing a weapon, which is mm -hmm. a pretty big offense. Yeah. Um. So, CD was puzzled Means that the... he had out and was trying to use it. Oh, absolutely. He was waving that sucker <laughs> yeah. around doing something with it. <laughs> so, the detective said he, he's super puzzled at this point because, you know, up to this point, the offenses that he's being arrested for have absolutely nothing to do with Jane Doe. Yeah, right. Until the witness started talking. And so, here's how this happens is Roth's mother had actually gotten the money together for his bail. And so the witness went to bail Roth out. Mm -hmm. And so he released, he got released and they went down to the impound and they got Roth's vehicle. Okay. The witness then stated that they stopped, grabbed some wine, which I think is hilarious. And I'm not by any means judging people at all, especially not men, but <laughs> it's very rare to hear that two grown men yeah. are buying wine. Yeah. Like, like, you would normally, beers. yeah, you normally <laughs> think it would be, like, beers or yeah. bourbon or something like yeah. that, you know, whiskey, whatever, right. so it just kind of threw me, threw me off a little bit. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, we some winos up yeah. in here. Do it. Um, do you. Do you. Right. 
Living their truth. Absolutely. <laughs> so they grabbed this wine and then they decided to go somewhere and sit and talk. And that's when Roth starts asking really chilling questions. So the first question he asks is, what would you do if you th- if I killed somebody? You're just going to start off a little nugget with that? He's going to go throw that shit like, out Like, hey there. man, what would you do if I, if I killed someone? Bitch, I don't know. Call the cops. Right. <laughs> And that's kind of how this witness was. He yeah. was like, uh, he wasn't sure if Roth was being serious. I don't serious. blame him for protecting his identity oh. because obviously... This man's off his rocker. Yeah. Well, and like he's going to know. Yeah, absolutely. He probably has his suspicions anyway. Oh, yeah. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, he's clearly like, what the heck? Like, he's not sure what... Like, if Roth's being serious, you know? Well, yeah. It's a weird... Like, you're drinking, and you're probably pretty intoxicated yeah. by this point, and, like, random ass shit come out of people's it's mouths mine. all the time. It's Mine comes out when I'm sober. to murder. Oh, yeah. Yes. Literally being like, cool, so what would you do if I killed somebody? Oh, what? Is that a rhetorical question? Are you being serious? <laughs> do you got a boyfriend? Do you like Mike and Ike's? Like, right. let's figure this out. <laughs> Sorry. I love that skit. Um... <laughs> So he said that he basically laughed and changed the subject because he's like, I'm, I don't, I don't know. Like I couldn't tell. Yeah, if he that's was being very serious. uncomfy. So I can't really say that I would do anything different. Right. So eventually they ran out of wine and um, they went to go get more. And <laughs> when I, I, I digress. <laughs> that's what they needed. But okay, facts. Like I he's said. like, I need to be obliterated to forget this conversation. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> But what's funny about that, actually, is that Roth is the one who decided he was going to continue and drink. It wasn't this witness. Okay. He just okay. kind of, like, sat back and was like... Smart, though. Hey, bro. Smart, exactly. So, Roth continued to drink, and he talked, and soon the conversation turned dark. So, Yikes. initially... I know. Oof. Ooh, I just got chills saying that. Um... <laughs> Initially, Roth described his victim as a guy he used to go to school with. Okay. But eventually, the true intention for Roth's ramblings come to a head. Okay. Um, he asked the witness if he would help him cover up a murder. He went, he wanted to help, he wanted help removing the body and taking it someplace else. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, at this point, the witness says he's terrified because Roth is a six-foot-five male who also had a really nasty reputation. Oh, lovely. Um, but the witness told Roth immediately he wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. So, mad props for you to stand yeah. up and be like, fuck no. Right. Fuck um, you. Absolutely. So, Roth dropped the witness off back at the witness's mother's house. Um, and, but then he returned shortly mm-hmm. and he was sweaty, he was out of breath, he was panicked and he started saying, the body's missing, the body's missing, the body's missing. What the f- fuck? Right? Like no context? No, nothing? You, you're just going to come up with that? Right. Okay, bro. Okay. Like, um, okay. <laughs> Jeez. So, Roth is panicked, and then his story changes, and he stated that he actually killed a young woman. Mm-hmm. Roth stated that he killed a young, white female around 5'8", five, 5'9", five, around 150 pounds, and it is a scarily close match to the no. Jane Doe. So, Roth then told the witness he picked her up 
out of Silver Lake, which is not very far from Everett. Right. It's kind of like a little suburb. And Roth actually lived in a town known as Linwood, which is also not too terribly far from there. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a few miles from this crime scene. Right. Very close. Jeez. Um, But the police hit another roadblock because they they can't find Roth. They have no idea where he's at. What a so bitch. This witness has come in. He's telling him all this stuff. And right. the police are like, shit, we got to find this dude. They cannot find him. Damn. So, but they think he basically got scared and left the area. He knows that that body's been found. He's not stupid. Yeah. You know, he's, right. he's scared. He's on the run. Yeah. Um, But in this process, he apparently got super pissed and he shot up his car. Like, literally took his gun, this... Yeah, took this gun and just shot up his car. What a baby. And he skipped town in another car. What a fucker. But this is where he fucked himself over. Good. I know, I love it. Bitch. So, between the witness account, the bullet holes in the car, the police were basically able to obtain a search warrant for the vehicle. Good. Get the caliber of the holes in that car. <laughs> exactly. Because this is where that comes what in, girlfriend. What a dumbass. You are right on target. <laughs> Um, so the things, I'm just venturing a guess. No, I love it. No, you're solidly right yeah. on target. <laughs> so the things that they found in his vehicle that are very strange to me is he found a bungee cord and, or bungee cords, sorry, and peacock feathers. I know, weird. This is also coming out of the file in my brain. I feel like it probably is. <laughs> See, I told you it's the weird shit that I remember, like, right? nothing else is ringing a bell. <laughs> like, peacock feathers. Stuff. I love it. <laughs> Um, so those were the two big things that they got out of the vehicle, yeah. but then they also obtained a search warrant for his room at his mm-hmm. mom's house, and they found 22 caliber shells. Of course they did. Which, we've had this conversation. What a messy bitch. What a messy bitch. So, now the search is on to arrest Roth, because at this point, like, it's not circumstantial evidence anymore. Yep. So now they're on the on the search for him. They have to arrest him, but the investigators have no idea where he's hiding. I mean, yeah. there's not a lot of information on this dude. Yeah. And so they start looking into evidence um to basically hold against Roth when he's finally arrested and they start with that 22 caliber rifle. Solid. Absolutely. Um he was originally arrested for waving around that firearm. And so police all they did was hop into their evidence locker <laughs> because he never picked it up and took it. <laughs> and they were like, oh, bitch, what's up? See, we love Let's a messy this. bitch, though. Oh, absolutely. I love me some messy yeah. bitches. Get yourself caught. Because I love it. if that puts you behind bars, I'm yep. solid. Yep. Um. So their ballistic teams actually were able to prove that David Roth's rifle was the murder weapon. Mm-hmm. Hell and yeah, so they did. As soon as that happened, the warrant changed into a murder warrant, which means it is issued high, high, high up there for people to pay yep. attention to. Yep. Fuck you. <clears throat> the crazy part about this is that Roth actually managed to elude investigators for over a year and a half. And he's not smart. No, he's That's not. so frustrating. But this is why he's not so smart. technology. Yeah. You're totally right. So <laughs> what happens is, is detectives actually get a call from Port Orchard, Washington. He was that close? He was that close. Oh my And I'm God. not laughing at that. I'm laughing at how he got arrested. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the officer said that they had their homicide victim and the, you know, Everett's like, holy shit, like, get out of here. Let's go. Right. Um, he was arrested for yet again a minor offense, which was Possession of marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) But 
then when they ran his name through the system, the red flag popped yep. up. And they were like, yes. oh, shit. Like, we got the dude. You think this dumb dick would just, like, be on the straight and narrow of the law? I mean, both. We know damn well that both you and I don't think that that should be an offense, but glad it wasn't his case. Oh, absolutely. Yep. I mean, this is also the 70s, remember? Yeah, like, exactly. Pot was definitely a no-no back yeah. in the 70s. So once he was in the car headed back to the precinct, um, Seti said that he wouldn't stop talking. Of course. Like, and this is Chatty insane. Chatty Cathy's like, <laughs> been waiting. Oh, it gets even better. <laughs> so he's read his Miranda rights, yeah, by the second yeah. officer sitting in the backseat with him. And he straight up asks if he wants to waive them. And he said, sure, shit. He said, waive my rights. And he just started word vomiting. Maybe he was feeling some guilt. I don't know. I hope so. Hope that shit is eating him alive. I hope so too. So, Roth basically comes out and says that he met a young woman the afternoon of August 9th, Mm -hmm. 1977. Okay. He said he was hot and he wanted to go swimming, so he drove up to Silver Lake. But before he could actually get in the water, he noticed a young woman walking by. Mm Mm-hmm. So, he changed his plans. He's, of course. Of course, right? he's a fucking creep. Uh, absolutely. So, he sees her. He pulls over. He asks her if she wants a beer. And she agrees. Now, remember, guys. Oh. We're in the 70s. This yeah. is a whole nother world. Like Stranger danger wasn't really a thing. No, absolutely this not. This is like the height of hitchhiking times. Yes. This is not... This is actually not a con- uncommon practice mm-hmm. in the 70s. So... For us, it's terrifying, but back then, it was just kind of a normacy, I guess? Yeah. So, sad part. Yeah. Um, so, Ross said that she got into the car, they drove down the road to a bunch of blackberry bushes, mm. they sat there, they talked, they drank beer, and then Roth, in his exact words, he said he made a lewd proposition to the young woman. Fucking course he did. Of course, because he's a piece of shit. Yep. So he asked her if she wanted to have sex with him, and she said no. Good. Which she has the fucking right to. And this, again, is where he doesn't know how to handle his emotions. So this made him angry, and he asked her if... Oh, and she asked him if he could please drive her back to town. Yeah. He said, sure, but he wanted her to accept a gift that he had in the trunk real quick. Oh, for fuck's sake. I know. So he goes in the trunk, and he grabs some peacock feathers and a bungee cord and he said he walked over to her offered her the peacock feather to distract her he wrapped the bungee cord around her neck and strangled her and after he thought that she was dead he drug her to the blackberry bush but as soon as he dropped her in there he realized that she was still alive so he grabbed his 22 caliber Emptied his clip, which, by the way, 22s only hold seven bullets in a clip, so there's your seven shots. Mm -hmm. And he said after that, he carefully picked up each individual shell casing, which Mm -hmm. is what the cops found in his bedroom. Yep. And he said... what a dumbass. Oh, he's a fucking idiot. Like, he thinks he's being so smart about picking up those pieces. Yeah, because you think they're never going to catch your fucking trail. Ew. Disgusting. Deplorable. I'm telling you. Um, so... He said he was going to get rid of the body, but when he went back to the body, obviously, mm-hmm. it was gone. Um, So, he skipped down to avoid justice, and apparently, Sadie said he literally said all of this with no emotion and no empathy for what he did. Of he was literally not. talking how you and I are talking right now. Kiss John. I had it before that interrupted yeah. my train of thought. Um, 
So did he just not go back until after they discovered her body? Yeah, so he thought she was, was still there. a long there. time. Well, it, it was really like five days after yeah, she... Yeah, five days, yeah. He thought that she would still be there. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. What like, a dumbass. And if you watch the show, um, they do a reenactment of the exact area that it happened in. Yeah. I don't know what he was thinking, but it is literally broad daylight yeah. and open, like... The road that is yeah, next I can to the see it in bushes is yeah. very open. There's not a lot of yeah. trees around there or anything like that. So I don't know what Dumb he was ass. thinking, dude. He's an idiot. Yeah. Um. So at this point, the homicide was solved, but the police were really hoping that they could identify her, but Roth never got her name. He didn't know anything about her. Of course he didn't, because he doesn't actually fucking care. And... I would venture a guess, I don't know if it, if he ever said anything about it, but I don't remember him saying anything about it, but I bet he was going to sexually assault her before he realized that she wasn't dead. Oh, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised Which at all. Which makes him also a necrophile piece of shit. Ew, he's disgusting. So, November 9th, which that's very close to my birthday, but I wasn't born yet. Um, November 9th of 1979, so mm-hmm. we're fast forwarding a couple years, Roth is sentenced to 26 years in prison. That's it. Dude. I know. Fucking shit. And the sad part is, is at this point, the case is still open because they don't know Jane Doe's identity. Right. I'm glad they left it open, though. Oh, absolutely. So, this is where things get crazy. Um, in 2008, there's a legendary cold case detective, Jim Scharf. Mm-hmm. I fucking love yeah. that man. Um, he becomes, I know that we've watched stuff on him, but like truly, honestly, y'all, he becomes obsessed with cold cases that he's oh, yeah. working on. And it's like his lot in life. Oh, absolutely. To, serve, to solve cold cases. Yes. And he is such a victim advocate as mm-hmm. well. Yep. And so. That's why he does it. That's oh, why he absolutely. works so hard. He's so good at what he does too. And so he just became obsessed with this case and finding her identity. And. He was so moved by this case that he decided that Jane Doe needed a special name so that people would take notes and help him find out who she was. So he named her Precious. I love it. So that was her. That's why we call her Precious Jane yeah. Doe. Love it. I love it. So um, Sharp asked uh, his higher ups if he could exhume the body to extract DNA and send it out to CODIS and the Doe Network, which is like. God bless him. Seriously. Yeah. Like, Yes, bitch, yes. Both. It just, <laughs> and see, that's like, that's what I love is <clears throat> that technology has made so many progressions, especially, my God, between the 70s and now. It is like oh, night and day. And Even the, the 70s that, to the 90s exactly, was huge. And the fact that people are actually taking advantage of that. I just I love it. I love it so much. I got chills. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so... Even though they were really not able to extract viable DNA from her remains, mm-hmm. they were actually able to pull pieces of hair. Good. Um, now, at the time, hair DNA was not something that we were capable of doing. Yeah. So it was more of like, we're just going to put this away to see if like further on down if we can do precipice. anything. Yeah. Yep. And so... They actually also had my favorite, a forensic anthropologist, which mm-hmm. if you guys didn't know, that's what I wanted to be when I grew up, but so we didn't cool. get there. Um, that would be the most amazing job. Oh, I would love my <laughs> life every day. Yeah. Well, not, the cases yeah. are hard, but like the job itself is really cool yeah, and very fascinating. Fulfilling. Yeah. Oh, so fascinating. Um, so 
her, her bones were actually given to a forensic anthropologist and they brought up another viable clue for her and yeah. they said that she was actually 16 to 19 mm-hmm. years old and not the original like original thought of 25 to 35 yeah which changes this dramatically she's just a baby she's just a baby but yeah. not only that but that puts them at a different missing person area yeah. because they were looking in 25 to 35 right now they're back down to 16 to 19 right so this game changer right yep. here yep um so this got uh sharf back in action and he was ready to find precious's identity good so a few years later um new technology and dna technology started coming through and breaking out so there's a famous um doctor dr ed green mm-hmm uh, he's actually a leading DNA researcher. He had improved DNA extraction, and he figured out how to obtain a full DNA profile from hair. Damn. Fucking amazing. See, yeah, and that's so cool. And I know, like, the follicle tends to be a very important aspect of that. Yes. That's so cool. So they send her hair to Dr. Green, and he was actually able to pull an entire full DNA profile for Precious Jane Doe. That's fucking crazy to which we're gonna get into some golden state killer territory territory for this because (laughs) seriously because i feel like that was like the marker like that was the shit that changed everything oh it was a game changer yeah it was yeah um so they basically sent the forensic dna to um, a DNA genealogist known as Dr. Barbara Ray Venter. Mm-hmm. Her name sounded very familiar to me. Mm-hmm. I actually think she was involved to an extent in the Golden State Killer case. Mm, maybe. Um, I'm trying I to think to if don't... I can hear Paul Hole saying her name. All I can hear is Paul Hole saying Contra Costa County. <laughs> oh my god, that man. <laughs> He's so hot. But like, <laughs> Contra Costa County. Did you see his last shirtless post on Instagram? Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Daddy. Did it. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. I'll cut it out. It's fine. I'm okay to keep it in. Um. So, what's her name again? Um. It is Dr. Barbara Ray, and then it's R A E dash Venter V E N T E R. Mm, yep, she sure was. Look at me go. Yep, yep, Good yep, memory, yep, yep. Courtney, nice job. It's like literally the first thing that comes up when you Google her name. I love it. And she was in I'll Be Gone in the Dark too. That's where oh. I recognized her name from All Be Gone in the Dark. I don't remember. I remember it now that yeah. you're saying it, but yep. I didn't remember. I didn't put two and two together before. Yep. I just remember Gold State Killer. Yep. So basically, her team spent hours looking through public databases to see if they could match Precious to anyone in her family tree. So in June of 2020, years following the sentencing of David Roth, the Doe Network, which is like a national database for unidentified victims, mm-hmm. um, contacted Sharf about the case, and he was finally given a name. So Precious Jane Doe was actually Elizabeth Ann Roberts. Aww. She got a name, y'all. She in got her identity back. She got her identity. She got yes, a voice. Girl. She got her face. She got who she was back. Yeah. Thanks to these crazy accelerations of science yeah. that we've had in these and past few years determined and work. people absolutely oh it's so wonderful <clears throat> sorry it chokes me up a little bit i know man <clears throat> so come to find out elizabeth roberts uh had actually been adopted as a toddler mm-hmm. 
And her DNA matched on her biological sister's side. Oh. It matched her biological sister, Carol. Holy shit. And she had never met her, but she knew she disappeared at 17. So Carol explained that Elizabeth's parents were married very young. Mm-hmm. Things led to a very quick divorce. Right. And then after Elizabeth's uh, mother left, there she had a tough decision. I mean, she's yeah. got... A bunch of kids at this point. I don't even know. I don't even think I have the number of how many kids it was. But she had a good few. Yeah. So she made the tough decision to put the youngest, which was Elizabeth, up for adoption. Mm -hmm. Um, Carol said that her mother had released custody of Elizabeth to a local family. Right. So she stayed local. Um, And the family that she went to, she obtained a younger sister. Aww. Uh, Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah. The younger sister's name is Jessie Lynn Monger. Mm-hmm. Um, she recalls the day her parents introduced her to her new sister who went by the name of Lisa. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Lisa. That's kind of what a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, she says she recalls the agony of her sister's disappearance. Yeah. Um, she said that it was awful to know that her sister was murdered. And she even found it difficult to handle. I mean, this is... Yeah. Decades later, that right. she's finding this out. Like, right, absolutely. But she literally got a sister to only have her be taken from her. Yeah. So, Jesse described Lisa as a quiet but shy girl who loved music, but most of all, she loved playing the flute. Mm-hmm. And so, actually, the last time that Jesse ever got to see Lisa alive was when she was practicing the most amazing epic song ever, Stairway to Heaven. Uh, I love it. Love it. Um, and she says she did a beautiful job. That's and according, awesome. yeah, I know. Oh, just, That's so awesome. This is a great memory. If yeah. you ask me, like, yeah, exactly. It's a good memory to have of your sister. Yep. Um, but she said, according to Jesse, at the time in Lisa's life, she was very tall. I mean, mm-hmm. I've already talked about her height. Like, yeah, she's, she's not an average size girl, right? Which, especially in the seventies, made her the target. For bullying, mm-hmm. for teasing, and it caused her to really not like school. Yeah. And Jessie actually brought up a story that she remembered that actually connected all the dots for the police, um, knowing that they truly identified the correct person. Um, and the story was that, I guess, a boy from Lisa's school had hit her in the face. <gasps> Honey. I know. And broke her two her front teeth. teeth. Oh, which she had just recently been fixed. And Jessie said she ran away because of this. Oh. Um, her oh, prick. I know. Ugh. Like, I hope that boy, like, feels bad. Yeah. And I Because seriously, he, like, look what he set up. into fucking motion, man. Oh, absolutely. Just oh. because of being a punk-ass asshole. Honey. So, Jessie runs away, and her dad puts out a missing persons report. And two weeks later, the family received a phone call from Lisa stating that she needed money mm-hmm. to help her out of her situation. So the family verified they sent the money through a wire transfer to a bank. Yeah. But she never picked it up. Oh. So they speculate that she was probably on the way to get the money. Yeah. She was in the wrong place, wrong time. Yep. Um, and they also discovered, so uh, Sharf did some research because he was like, wait, you put on a missing persons report? Right. Come to find out that missing persons report filed by Lisa's dad was pulled from the state's database until this day they still don't know why. Whoa. So they would have been able to probably solve her case and her identity long before yeah. she got her identity back Jeez. if it hadn't have been pulled. And like I right. said, they have no idea why. They don't know where it went. 
They don't oh, know anything. Oh, man. I know. Devastating, right? Jeez. So, sadly, Lisa's family doesn't know, and they will never know why Roth killed Lisa, because in 2015, Ross died in prison. Of course. Without ever knowing the name of the teenager he brutally murdered. What a dick. Seriously. I agree. Seriously. So, it's like a heartbreaking but happy ending. Yeah. Yeah, because she got her identity back, because he literally took it. By choice. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I'm glad he was in prison. I'm glad he was convicted. I'm glad he died in prison because he only got yeah. 26 years. So I was expecting yeah, him to I guarantee pop you, out. They were like, it wasn't premeditated. I'm not really sure how things run in the, in the 70s, but uh, yeah. that don't fly nowadays. Right. So what yeah. the fuck is with the peacock feathers, you weirdo? I don't know. Like, he was I mean, I know they're out weird. in the wild up there, but like, what a fucking weirdo. He just had him in there. I don't know. He's just weird. And used them for that purpose. It makes me wonder, like, Ugh. if he did it to somebody else, too. You know? Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like, was that his own weird fucking version of a kill kit? Essentially, yeah. I mean, Ugh. like I said, they found a shit ton of those and a shit ton of bungee cords. Right. What a dick. Yeah. I'm also glad he died in prison. Me too. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Sheesh, man. That was a great story. I loved it because it Sad, but also, yeah. A voice, a face. Yeah, and had a great ending, as great as it could have been. Oh, absolutely. Her family got closure. Yep. Um, Sadly, her... Both of her families. Yeah, I was going to say, sadly, her adoptive parents and then her biological ones are no longer alive when they found out who she was and what happened. Yeah. But like I said, at least her siblings were able to be like, Finally, we have yep. a conclusion. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, it was good. I'm happy she got a voice. <sighs> Me too. What a sweet girl. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Wrong place, wrong time, man. Yeah. What the fucking dick. I know. Ugh. Seriously. I feel like we're a broken record, man, with these dudes that are just <laughs> such a fucking cliche. I know. One of these days we're going to have to do like a female douche case. Eileen <laughs> Warnos. I mean, she's pretty famous. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my story of Precious Jane Doe. Beautiful story. Sweet baby. I mean, obviously not the reason that we have to tell it, but no. that she was heard. She got a voice. Yes. People made sure that she was heard, and I love it. I do, too. I love it, because that girl was let down a lot in life, yeah. obviously. Life was rough. Yeah. Oh, that's so wonderful. I'm so glad they figured it out. Me, too. Fuck that guy. Oh, yeah, David Roth is a piece of shit, and he's burning in hell. Yep. Bye. Bye, bitch. Don't feel sorry. Fuck you. I hope everything that you did to people, you do repeatedly. Ooh. And just get shoot him in the head seven times every, like, hour. Oof. And then he just comes back. It's like being in the upside down. And he just keeps flip-flopping back and forth. I'm still trying to do that. <laughs> um, Courtney's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> And didn't watch Stranger Things. She's like, I tried to get into it. And I kept telling her, I'm like, just keep watching it. Like, I promise it's worth it. And she finished season one. I did. You and guys, she asked I me. I finished season one. She asked me when Eddie and Chrissy came in. And I was like, girl, season four. You got so long to go. <laughs> okay, well, when you stalk on TikTok like I do. And every yeah, other video is caught up on Chrissy, the show. Chrissy, wake up. <laughs> I don't like this. Chrissy, wake up. 
<laughs> and that's not how it they just took his like him talking and made it into oh a song. i know i'm just like that song <laughs> but everyone else gets stuck in everyone my else head. in the world is caught up on stranger things so get your shit together moral of the story the oh. season was so good like i want to i'm gonna go in and like rewatch the whole series again. I'm only like, pumped because you said so it's horror. Good. And you know me, I'm this a horror freak. season four is dark, man. No, I just said horror freak. That does not <laughs> come out right. Horror. Horror, not horror. genre. Horror freak. genre, y'all. Like, <laughs> you want to talk about a nerd with horror genre? This bitch right here. <laughs> yeah, that, it gets progressively darker as it goes on, but this season was rough. The first season was just, I don't know. It's got a story to build, man. I mean, I'm sure it has a story to build, and I am definitely, like, a Dungeon and Dragons nerd, so, like, mm-hmm. I knew that part of it. Like, it yeah. made complete sense to me, but oh, it was just slow. I just struggled through every episode, but that's okay, because I'm mm-hmm. in season two now, you guys. And I have bought a trucker hat because of Michelle. Yeah, she bought the thinking cap Dude. that Dustin wears. So I'm obsessed. So anyway, long story short is is that I saw him wearing that hat and I was like, I have to have it. And Michelle's yep. like instantly sent me the yeah, Amazon. Like, they make link. it, man. They absolutely make it. I bought it within seconds yeah. of her sending me that No, link. Stranger Things is absolutely capitalized on a thousand percent. But you will finish fucking watching it. I didn't say I wouldn't. Yeah. It's just going to take me some time because yeah. season one was boring. I'm probably going to make so many people piss saying Punch you in your fucking throat. (laughs) It was, dude. Oh my god. Like, we knew Will wasn't going to die, and we knew he was going to have some serious fucked up side effects. You don't even know. You haven't even scratched the fucking surface. Because literally every single season builds. And, like, season four. Okay, but Mad Max is my shit so far. Max is amazing. But, like, season four brought in shit that you didn't even know was still a question. Oh, I'm sure. I have no doubt. It's like, whoosh. I told you I wasn't going to guess the storyline. You can't. I'm telling you. I'm really try. good at guessing and figuring shit out early. I didn't even try. I just let it happen. <laughs> you will fucking watch it. Okay. Um. Anyway, to wrap it all up, we would absolutely love if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, if it'll let you. I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. I think it will. <laughs> I think it does. Yeah. But either way, just feedback. Getting us out there. You know, that's Absolutely. what we're going for. So if you do that, we would love it so very much. Um, if you'd like to send us any case suggestions, any stories of your own that you would like us to read, feedback, etc., you can send that to in the nick of crime podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. It's where we're most active, for sure. Mm-hmm. And our handle is Nick of Crime Podcast, all spelled together, no dashes, no underscores, as I say all the time. We are now on the Tiki Talks as well, and that is in the Nick of Crime Podcast. Again, all spelled together, no dashes, no underscores. And finally, become a patron. Like we said at the beginning, we're doing bonus episodes every other Thursday for patrons right now, but we really want to make it a community. We want to connect with everyone. So, Come hang out with us on Patreon. Just engage with us. We'll talk back. We don't bite. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is patreon.com slash in the nick of crime. And also, you guys, send us your stories. Like, if you have yeah. a story you want to tell, whether it's paranormal, whether it's lore, whether mm-hmm. it's murder, yep. true crime, I don't care. Send it our way. <laughs> Email us. Instagram us. Like, yeah. we, like we said, we don't bite. So yeah. send them our way. Because you can message us on Instagram, TikTok, 
Patreon you can message us too. I don't think you even I mean, have to be a patron to message us on Patreon. I don't know if you guys want to send us that long of a message. Definitely would be a little easier to I mean, we can copy and paste it. We can copy your butt, honestly. I'm just saying, if you don't want to type into those for that long, yeah. send it to us in the email. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so uh, let's keep it creepy and stay freaky. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.